So who loves getting invitations? Do you like being invited to things? I think it's great when you get an invitation. Usually you get an invitation because someone that you know well is um, inviting you to something to celebrate with them. And because you've got this special relationship, they want you there to be part of the celebration. And uh, so that's a really great thing, isn't it? Or I like it when uh, someone will just ring ring you up. And people do this, and I'm not very good at saying I have time to do it. So, But I always am touched by it when someone rings up and says, have you got time for a coffee? And usually those people are people who want to spend time with you just to be able to share more personally, just be able to share in a more connected way. I think invitations are great. And really what this series we're talking about now, which is about the river of God and uh, going deeper into it, it's about an invitation. God is inviting us to step into the river. God is inviting us to go deeper. He's not saying you must, because God's never like that. God invites. And so last week, Graham talked and he invited us to go up to our ankles. And we talked about the foundations on which we build our our lives and the truth that we believe. And to make sure that it's based on the word of God and his revelation to us and not what the world dictates is the, the belief system. And this week, we're being invited to go deeper. We're being invited to go up to our knees. Uh, when Jesus was um, on earth and he was with his disciples, he was with Peter and they were in the boat and uh, Jesus was preaching to the people from the boat. He was preaching to the, uh, all the people who had gathered to listen. Peter was in the boat sort of taking care of the things that he had to take care of. And then Jesus turned to Peter and he said, and he, made it, he, he gave him an invitation. He said, come on, let's go out deeper. Now, Peter could have said, oh, I don't want to. And Jesus would have accepted that. But he responded to this invitation and they set out because Jesus said, when you do go out deeper and let down your nets, you will catch a lot of fish. See, going out deeper takes us to a place where we can't, we haven't yet experienced all that God has for us. And as we respond to his invitation, to go from the shallow waters of life, the, the sort of, I guess, the more superficial things of life, and go out deeper, we begin to understand that what his purposes are for us, the deeper purposes of God. We're never going to know that in the shallows. But as we go out deeper, we get to know the heart of God. We get to know who he is, how faithful he is, how true he is to his promises. And we step in deeper. And as we do up to our knees, we we enter into this relationship with Jesus that is is a relationship of communion, a relationship of intimacy. Now, if we go back to last week, Graham introduced to us the, the reading from Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 47, where Ezekiel had a vision. And in this vision, the river was flowing from the temple of God. And this man who was in this vision was saying to, to, to come with me and I will take you. And he went so far and they went in up to their ankles. And then they went further along and they went up to their knees and they went further along and went up to their waist. And eventually they went all in. Why would you want to go into the river? 
Why would you want to even step in in the first place? Listen to what Ezekiel says. Everything will live where the river goes. Everything will live where the river goes. So if you want life, if you want the promise of life in all its fullness, then get into the river because that's where life is. When Ezekiel returned to the bank of the river, he stood astonished. He looked back and saw very many trees on both sides of the river. These trees had been given life from the river. They had leaves that never faded and their fruit brought healing. Life had sprung up everywhere in these towering fruit-bearing trees. Why would we not want to go into the river of God? Because that's where there is life. That's where there is healing. That's where there is fruitfulness. That's what God offers to us. And as we step in, we get to know more about who he is and understand what this life is. We understand what healing is in him. We understand what fruitfulness is in our lives as we go in deeper with him and understand more of his purposes for us. God says in Jeremiah 33 verse 3, call to me. It's an invite. Call to me. And this is what he says. We've been given the invitation to call to God. And I will answer you. I will answer you. And I will tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. That's the invitation into a place where we have a relationship with God, where we get to know about the God of the universe. I wonder if you've ever had an important person give you their card with their unlisted number on it and they say, call me. I mean, that's pretty special if you get the unlisted number, the number that no, you know, no one else, everyone else has to go through the secretary or through the PA, but you're getting the unlisted number. It's a privilege. And this is what God is doing for us. He's giving us this, this invitation, this open invitation to call him. He's saying to us, you have this, I'm giving you this opportunity to communicate with me anytime you like, anytime. I think that's a privilege that we've been given. But it's up to us whether we accept the invitation. That's our choice. But if we do, he says he will show us amazing things. And I can testify to that. I can testify to the truth that when you step in deeper and know more about God, you experience the greatness of who he is despite your circumstances. He is good and he is faithful and he is true, true to his promises. That's what you get to know about when you respond to his invitation to call out to him. He wants to enjoy communion with us. I'm not talking about what we might do in church when we might celebrate that remembrance time of who Jesus is and what he did for us. But to commune means to converse or talk together, usually with profound intensity and intimacy. It means to be in intimate communication or relationship. This is not just a, hi God, how are you going today? Great, thanks for looking after the creating the world, looking after us, um, and uh, just help me, okay? That's not the sort of intimacy we're talking about. 
We're talking about where we can come into a place with all of our needs, with all of our circumstances, and he talks to us about it. And he reminds us of how much he loves us. And he helps us. And we see and understand who he really is. That's the sort of intimacy I'm talking about with God. You know, it's also... When you have that sort of relationship and you're invited into that sort of connection with someone, it's actually something that you look forward to. You look forward to spending time with that person. It's not something that you have to do. Unfortunately, there's this sort of this common misunderstanding, I believe, that to be a Christian, you must pray. You have to. God doesn't say that. He says, call to me. I'll answer. I'll show you deep and unsearchable things that you do not know. It's an invitation. We don't have to. It's something that we want to be in relationship with God. We want to have time with him. I'm all good, thanks. (laughs) I'm not sad. I'm aware of the overwhelming nature of who God is. He is good and he is God. Thank you. Prayer is about, you know, going deeper up to your knees is about getting to know God better. It's about enjoying time with him so much that nothing pulls it once, nothing can pull us away from that. It's something that we want to do and we won't allow anything to get in the way of it. It's like the psalmist says, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you, O God, or longs for you. That longing to be with God, that's, what, that's why we can't stay away. That's why we are close to him. Who he is will draw us deeper because we are desperate to be with him and nothing will keep us away. We're desperate to know his voice. What does it sound like? What does God, when God speaks, how does it sound? And you know, he wants to hear ours too. He wants us to talk to him. It's interesting, whenever we need something um, done around the house, I'm always amazed that Ian can go to... Well, the very small garage we now have because we converted the rest for Luke and Jess to live in. So we have this small little box part and I'm always amazed that Ian can go there and find a tool that for exactly what he needs to do the job. He seems to be able to have, it's, it's there, he brings it out and he's able to do the job. But prayer's not like that. It's not like something that we pull out of our tool bag, oh, I've got this problem, oh, okay, I'll pray now and then put it away because the job's done. Prayer is not that. Prayer is not a tool. It is a relationship. It's a relationship with God. And going deeper up to our knees in prayer is not about how much we pray or how long we pray for or whether we attend the prayer meetings or not, although all those things are great things. It's not feeling guilty because we haven't prayed today. That's actually counterproductive to the whole relationship thing if we have that sort of guilt. When, when God calls us to go deeper into the river, what he's saying to us, I want you to learn how to interact with me more deeply. He's not there ticking a box and saying, good, Pam's done it once, twice, three times today. Good, she's okay. He's not saying, I'm annoyed with you because you haven't met with me today. 
God loves to meet with us. He longs to meet with us. But he's not there disciplining us about it. He's just saying, call to me. Just inviting us. Call to me and I will answer. And I will show you deep and unsearchable things that you do not know. So by praying, we experience this intimate and ongoing exchange with God whose creative power brought our universe into being, who brought us into being. We're communicating with a God whose power raised Christ from the dead. Now there's a saying that goes around that prayer changes things, but that's not actually true. It's not prayer that changes things, but God who changes things. Let me say it again. It's not prayer that has the power. It's God to whom we pray who has the power. And that's why we shouldn't miss out on time with him because when we do that, we open ourselves to that power. When we walk into the river up to our knees, into that position of connection and intimate communication with God, we're opening ourselves to allow the same power that raised Christ from the dead to be at work in us who believe. Wouldn't you want to avail yourself of that power? So going deeper up to our knees is really getting to know our Heavenly Father better. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he did something that was critical for us to understand if we want to communicate with God in the way that he did. He opened the prayer with our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. If we want to have the sort of relationship with God that Jesus had with his Father, then we need to see God the way Jesus saw him. He is our loving Heavenly Father. When we step up to our knees in the river, we have positioned ourselves to interact with the creator of the universe. As we spend time with him, this will stir up with us a certain awe of being in his presence. But even although there is that sense of awe, we are reminded by Jesus that we are communing, we are conversing with our Heavenly Father who loves us. In Ephesians 1.5, we are told that God decided to adopt us into his own family and it gave him great pleasure. When a family chooses to adopt a child, it's a choice, it's a decision they make. They, they want that child. They choose to have that child as a part of their family. And that's the decision that God's made. He's made a decision and he has chosen us to be a part of his family. And he wants us to understand what that father-child relationship is. That's why he calls us to go deeper, up to our knees, into the river, so we, we can experience that. And Jesus says to us, just think, my father has chosen you to be a part of our family. He wants to love you, provide for you, care for you, guide you, and protect you. So he sent me, Jesus is speaking, he sent me to bring you to himself. See, there's no pressure from God here. There's just an invitation. Going deeper means trusting God. 
Having the courage to step into the river up to our knees means that we are willing to move further away from the shore. You see, as Graham said last week, if you step in up to your ankles, it's very easy to step out again. But as we go in up to our knees, it's further from the shore. It's not as easy. It's, not, it's letting go of control a bit. It's, it's not having that, that simple sort of step out. We're trusting God. We're depending on him. Prayer is not a formula, but it's a lifestyle of communion with God, enabling you to know him so you can trust him. You see, when you spend time with him and you get to know what he's like, you will be able to trust him in every circumstance. And you know, this sort of trust helps us to live graciously and generously without thinking about um, what we might miss out on. So many people don't want to come to God because they think they're going to miss out on stuff. (laughs) You will miss out on stuff if you don't respond to the invitation. And I sometimes think that the world and what it offers is a mirage. You get there and then you find that it's empty. But what God offers is secure and life-giving, full of healing and fruitfulness. So let's step in deeper. Let's respond to the invitation and let's trust him. Going up to our knees in the river is, is really a step towards submission to God, submitting ourselves to God. Our knees are that part of our body that bows before God. But many people are happy to maybe publicly bow before God, but privately they don't want to give their heart. They'll give their knee but not their heart. Submission is giving our heart to God. Trusting him and saying, not I, but Christ in me. Paul wrote that we must daily die to self because our culture is to live for self. That's the culture we live in. So this, when, you know, dying to self goes against everything that we learn from our culture. But as you go deeper into the river, up to your knees in submission, you will find you don't lose anything by doing this. You actually gain so much. When a farmer sows seed into his field, it looks like you're throwing it away. You throw out the seed and you've thrown it away. It seems like it's lost, that it's gone. But in fact, what happens is in due time, it gives back much more than what you've thrown out. When we give ourselves up to Christ, it may seem to people as if we're throwing their life away. You hear it. People say when they're giving their life to go and and give up a job, like remember when... Uh, you know, um, Luke, Jess and Joel were talking, you give up jobs, you give up security to go and sort of preach the gospel. People in our world can't understand that. They think that you're throwing your life away. But Jesus says it's only as we lose our life that we will find it, that we will find true life. Jesus teaches us to measure our life by our losses more than our gains by sacrifice rather than self-preservation, by time spent for others rather than time spent on ourselves, by love poured out rather than love poured in. And it's a rule of life that God blesses those who give of their life and resources to him. You know, if you give out the truth that you know, God will give you more to give away. 
you give your time, you'll have more time to give. And if you set no limit on your love, you'll have more love for others than ever before. But when you grasp, you lose. When you give to God, you gain. So going knee deep into the river in submission sets you up for increase. You want to be set up for increase? Go deeper. Respond to his invitation. Why wouldn't we want to live a life that goes deeper into God? Because increase means increased life. Increase means increased healing. And increase means increased fruitfulness. Do you want to be in that place? Then go deeper. Not just up to your ankles. Let's go in up to our knees. And let's go further than that. Let's go all in. And let God show us who he really is. And allow God to outwork his purposes in our life. Let's pray. Dear God, our Father, we thank you for your incredible invitation. Thank you for never putting pressure on us, God, for not trying to coerce us, but rather just loving us. Help us to understand what that love is. Help us to step into that deeper relationship with you that we understand who you really are. Not just a head knowledge, God, but a deep heart knowledge of who you are. Help us to trust you, God. Help us to understand that that you are faithful and true and that we can totally depend on you. Help us not to be afraid of letting go because we know when we do, there's so much more to gain. I pray that you'll block out the lies of the enemy that tries to make us think that there's a better way, but it's so false, it's so empty. But help us to get to know you better. Not because we have to, but because we want to. Help us to step into a place where we're less reliant on ourselves and more dependent on you. And to keep trusting you every step until we're all in with you, God. God, you are truly great. Give us an understanding of what that really means. I pray in your precious name. Amen. I'd like us to take a quiet moment. Take out those papers or your phones or the books, whatever you have. I'd like you to respond. Take a moment to respond. What is God saying to you this morning? This is just between you and God. This has got nothing. You're not going to show it. Well, you might want to show it to someone if that's up to you. But this is just between us and God. What challenge is God speaking to you this morning? What invitation is he giving to you? Maybe it's not something that you want to commit to, but maybe there's a challenge there that God's asking and you can put it down and think about it more later. Maybe God's calling you to let go of stuff. 
to let go of the hold on your timetable so that it can be his time. To let go of your hold on your resources so that others can be blessed. Maybe he's just saying, call to me. Call to me and I will answer. We're just going to take a moment and uh, reflect on that and then we'll, uh, we'll worship God together.